Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh. the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the only person in the room not feverishly watching the Animal Crossing tournament market, me. <laughs> James Campbell. Do you feel left out yet? No, not 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 so much on the Animal Crossing front. Not not at all. Not really. No, I don't think I'm really missing much. What? You go to work. You 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 earn some bells. You pay your mortgage. I live that on a daily basis. Robbie, convince this man. Uh, I've actually kind of gotten off it as well. I've I've cashed in about what? four million bells Ooh, so we got far. A, we got an so... Animal Crossing millionaire. Over here. <laughs> yeah, Look no, I'm you. good, man. I'm good. I'm all retiring. Right. Uncle Robbie, big bucks in the Animal <laughs> Animal Crossing world. An old school console favorite gets a new coat of paint. Posts about this game dominated my social media feeds over the weekend. We'll let you know what gamers are saying about this sequel made 25 years since the most recent game in the series was released in just a little bit. Just when things seemed like they were heading in a better direction, the esports world is hit with some major cancellations due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We've been talking about it almost every week now for the past couple months. The coronavirus has been causing tons of cancellations, postponements, and in some cases, forcing gaming franchises to completely change how seasons will be played, like the situation with the Overwatch League switching to a tournament in place of the season. And in some circumstances, some online alternatives have been arranged, but sometimes the only thing that can happen is flat-out canceling and trying again when COVID-19 is no longer such a threat. There were three big cancellations recently announced. One really hits the Fortnite world. Who's the latest victim of the pandemic, Robbie? Yeah, so I mean, uh, this is the big thing here too, is that these are some major, major events here that I think because they were so big that each of these organizations are trying to wait as long as they possibly could before they finally pulled the trigger on it. But uh, yeah, the first one is the Fortnite World Cup has officially been canceled. Uh, Epic Games says that uh, physical events for the rest of 2020, they are all going to move to online format that, like you said, the Overwatch League has uh, started to do with some of their matches. Uh, but due to the limitations of cross-region online competition, they can't do the world, the Fortnite World Cup because there's no way to guarantee that everyone's going to be on an even playing field. So uh, cross-region online competition just means that like North America can't play with uh, Asian countries. Correct. And Correct. Because Fortnite plays on all like a computer or a, a Switch. Yeah, every, uh, every console out there. Uh, and, and the further yes. you are from whatever servers are being used, the more lag and input there's going to be. And in some cases, it might only be like a half a second or a second delay. That might be all that matters. But when it comes down to millions of dollars on the line, you're right. That absolutely does matter 100%. Uh, they all, uh, Epic did also continue. They said that uh, we don't know when a return to large global in-person events will be practical, but we're hopeful to be able to put on some form of Fortnite World Cup in 2021. So does that mean there's likely not going to be a new Booga this year? Because isn't Booga the one who won last year? Booga was the one who yes. won last year, yeah. So we're going to have to wait till 2021 for uh, someone to take Booga's crown. I think what's weird about this is especially uh, it's Fortnite, there's been a lot of debate. We've talked about it on this show about age with, uh, you know, players and esports people in that arena. Giving them a year of no tournaments, I think it's going to give them well, time it's, to it's reflect. Not, well, on. plus, it's it's not a year of no tournaments. They're not yes. just going to have the in-person global ones. You're still going to have online qualifiers, you know, within North America or within Europe or within Asia for people to play. But it is going to be different because, obviously, on the online ones, cheaters run a lot more rampant yes. than they do in person because there's no way to know. Uh, one of the other big ones is uh, the International, uh, which is uh, from the Dota 2 scene. Now, the International is absolutely massive because every single year 
it sets a new record for the biggest prize pool in history. Just to clarify, for what an is the, event. what is Dota? Stand uh, for? Uh, Defense of the Ancients. Uh, it okay. just goes by Dota too. That's how it's it's been. Uh, I, I've uh, seen the acronym, forever. but I never really understood. And for what the longest for. time, I knew it as Dota. Like that's just what you call it. Yeah, it's just, I it was it's just, just Dota. Yeah, it's like people don't go around saying the United States of America. You know what the USA is. Uh, so yeah, so Dota two, the international, absolutely massive. Uh, I believe last year the prize pool was twenty five million dollars. Wow. Yeah. $25 yeah. million? <laughs> yeah. I should have gotten some of these games way, way yeah. longer. Well, the, the way that they're able to get such huge prize pools is that Valve, they actually put forth 25% of the prize. And then throughout the year, whenever anyone buys certain cosmetics like skins or like special packs and stuff like that for the game, a portion of that goes into the prize oh, wow. pool. That's a great way to build up a huge prize. It That's very smart is. on Valve's part. Yeah, and yeah. It, what it also encourages is uh, organizations to get people to buy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff because they know they have the chance at winning it. Yeah, you're going to up yeah, the they, prize money, especially if you've got a great team. Yes, you got yep. some great players. Let's get that. Let's get the sales up. Yeah, so the International hasn't been canceled yet. They're delaying it. Uh, they said that. Uh, uh, Valve Corporation say that it was likely that the event would uh, need to happen probably in 2021. Uh, the publisher has been exploring various date possibilities, but said given the high volatile landscape uh, for local gathering restrictions, virus trajectory, you know, all that type of stuff, uh, that they don't have a, a near date in the future just yet. Finally, Evo 2020, the Evolution Championship Series. This is the Super Bowl of fighting game tournaments right here. Happens in Las Vegas every year. You'd have had uh, Smash Ultimate. You'd have had Street Fighters. Huge. Uh, I actually don't think Mortal Kombat was there this year. I think that they got snubbed. Yes, they did. But basically, all, all of the big fighting games happen right here, and it's been canceled now. They're apparently in the summer looking to move online, but I don't know if that's going to work because more so than any other game yes. in eSports, when it comes down to lag and input and the timing... Those in the fighting game community go down to like studying frame data to like the tenth of a second. Oh wow! Okay. Like it matters. I don't know that you can do this online and have the same level of competitive integrity that you would in person. Not with everybody complaining, because everybody yep. will absolutely complain in the fighting game community. All right, three big cancellations here. Well, I guess two big cancellations and one maybe a, a postponement. It's unfortunate to keep hearing such bad news, but not all the news in the esports world is bad. We have some great news about a summer gaming fest shaping up to launch very soon. That's coming up. Because first, it's time for our close shave of the week. Time is up. Oh, my God. Checkpoint XP's close shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com. Close shave of the week is coming from G2 and FaZe Clan when they went head-to-head in the ESL Counter-Strike Global Offensive play in group stages during the Road to Rio qualifier. After taking a lead of 14-5, to FaZe Clan wound up with G2 knocking on the door of a comeback, only one round away from sending the game into overtime. Here's the clutch moment where G2 clinched the round and send it to OT. Olaf closing the gap. The flash isn't bad. And Olaf wins the first duel. Now they've got to solve this puzzle quick. Nexa's in a position to stop that defuse. Nexa can just play around it. Using that smoke to his advantage. Bullets are connecting, but Nexa's the one to take us to overtime. From a lead of magnificent proportions, FaZe Clan have let it slip away. FaZe eventually pulled it out and defeated G2 in two back-to-back maps to take the series win. Congratulations to FaZe Clan on the win and also being our close shave of the week. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just talking about the cancellations of the Fortnite World Cup as well as some other two uh, annual tournaments. But not all the news coming out of the esports world is bad. 
Robbie, what's the deal with the Summer Game Fest? Yeah, that's right. So uh, as some of you may know, E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, one of the biggest uh, sort of gatherings of uh, video game developers and industry experts, you know, that every year they put out tons and tons of, you know, what to expect over the next few years, what's coming down the line. That was canceled due to to the COVID-19 pandemic. But Jeff Keighley is our hero this time because uh, some of you may know him. He's the announcer or the, the, the presenter and creator of the Video Game Awards. This and, weekend, uh, uh, some of, one of our friends called him the Ryan Seacrest yes, of Video Games. That's, that's, that's a great way to look at him, absolutely. So and, he's got uh, all the jobs. All yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a presenter at E3 for the longest time, and he's now looking to reach out to all these developers and sort of bring everyone together for the Summer Game Festival. But he's doing it in, uh, obviously, you know, we can't get together like what E3 would have been, so he's bringing them together in more of like an online digital festival. Um it, l- listen to some of the the, the uh, developers that he has here that have been confirmed and have sort have already signed on uh, to announce and sort of you know hold events for this. He has 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, uh, Electronic Arts, Microsoft, Riot Games, Sony, like Steam, Square Enix, Warner Brothers. Like I, yes, that that's everybody. Those are some of the biggest names in gaming. There and the event is is g- going to be decentralized in a long time frames so basically individual publishers will be announcing their details on their individual showcases sort of in the coming week so instead of everyone just whenever they feel like it just throwing their stuff out there there's gonna everyone's gonna sort of come together in in, in a unique and you know structured way through this summer games festival they're gonna look to announce all this and the best part right because really when you think about it, that's not much different than if they were to just do it themselves but What was really great about E3 was people got to play and see a bunch of these games in action if they went. So a lot of these developers are going to make demos and trials of all the gaming content that would have been at E3 available for people at home to be able to try. So who is the winner here? Is it the game companies? Is it Jeff Keighley for the check that he got cut? Honestly. Or the the players? Honestly, just about everybody wins here except for... E3, because this is now going to show that what you've been doing in person... Means nothing. You don't have to do it in person. You can do it any way. And then, unfortunately, all of the local businesses and shops that probably relied on E3 each year are also going to suffer majorly. But, uh, you know, gamers that that have dreamed of being able to go and, like, get their hands on, like, Cyberpunk 2077, one of the hottest and most anticipated titles of the past decade, right? They never would have dreamed to be able to go to E3 and play it. They might get a demo version of it this summer that, honestly, I think everyone's going to win. James, if you could have any game announced during the uh, Summer Game Fest, what game would you want announced? Oh, man. That, I... <laughs> is, I, is James having a stroke? I don't know. I don't know what's coming out. Like Realm I'm, Royale Two. You can name any game you want. Uh, oh, that's all right. That's all right. But yeah, no Summer Games Festival. This is this is absolutely huge, and this is going to be a major game changer. It's going to show that you don't have to have everything brought in, you know, in one centralized location. That we're, we're living in the digital age, guys. Games are all about being digital and online, and that should be a major component of it going forward. I just find it really weird that all these. Com- Companies seem to are gonna play friends. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, it's, it's it's Jeff Keighley. He was the first one to get the head of Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony to all come out on stage at the Video Game Awards two years together and basically, you know, just have like a big kumbaya sort of moment. It was great. He's the glue. It was wholesome. He's the glue that's keeping he them is. all together. He is.
All right, coming up in a bit, we'll talk about two Overwatch League rivals that are gearing up for a showdown. Because first, a sequel for an old-school console favorite just released this past week. Was this old-school beat-em-up with a new paint job worth waiting the 25 years for? We'll find out next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios, esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh, Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell. Along with me is Robbie Landis, as well as the official Checkpoint XP Boomer Avenger. It's Weird Beard. Have you yelled at any old people lately? I feel like I have to on a daily basis. Oh my goodness. I know. I think the last thing that I had to yell at a boomer about was... um, Oh, a lady in the the store. She was wearing her mask on, like, not her mouth. Oh. And I was like, lady, can you please just put on your mask the right way if it's already halfway? Just, or, or just like, like people who mouth. have their have their nose peeking out the top. <laughs> I'm like, you, 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 this yeah. is defeating the purpose. No, I don't think they understand, especially chin strap over there. <laughs> it's been over 25 years since the last title in the Streets of Rage franchise was released. But this past week brought us the release of Streets of Rage 4. Now, posts about this game dominated my social media feeds over the weekend. And they all pretty much said the same thing. Nailed it! Uh, Streets of Rage 4 delivers the same action and energy of the original in an era when everything is being hyper-realistic and changed to account for new-gen technology. But I'll tell you right now, I sat down and played it. I'm, I'm only into, like, the second stage. Okay. I've, I've put in almost an hour and a half or so into the game. And I'm telling you right now, I feel just like a kid again, back <laughs> at my best friend's house in the basement, just hacking away, playing the game on Sega Genesis, only taking breaks to watch scrambled porn and eat snacks. Now I, I have, it. I have to ask, Robbie, do, are you familiar with Streets of Rage? Yeah, I, I, I played Streets of Rage three. Gosh, in, into the wee hours of the night when I was younger. So yeah. if I was uninitiated to the Streets of Rage franchise, what are we talking? Uh, so yeah, the Streets of Rage is your beat-em-up style. So if you remember like classic arcade cabinets where like you have your characters and you're just walking you know, right across the screen and just pressing buttons and beating up thugs as they come to you, that's Streets of Rage. Yeah, and it's fun. Like Especially this new Streets of Rage 4 is the same style. It's not like going into the next gen of stuff. Yes. It's, it's really like... 2D sprites, it looks good, the music's good, and it's just... Oh, the music is awesome. Lots of adrenaline, like, just hit B faster, that's all you have to do. I think that that's the thing that, that surprised me the most, and, and things that developers don't do enough of, is we, we, we feel like if we're going to come out with the next game in a series, that it has to sort of evolve with the technology, right? Yeah, it's got to be better, how can we make it bigger and better, exactly. how can we give you a different Let's make it 3D characters. now, yeah. you know, and just, you know, all this type of stuff, and not every game, A, has to do that, or B, should, you know, it's, it's one of the things that I think ruined Sonic, was trying to figure out yes. how to fit him into, like, you know, 3D worlds. Because they have and, a thing where you're, like, running down a tunnel, and you have to go left and right, Yeah, uh, on the, like, it was on the, on the Dreamcast, I think, was, was one of the ones where, like, it really got weird. Yeah, a lot of Sonic <laughs> games are weird anymore just because they are trying to make them like the three, not what you grew up with on yeah, the original Yeah, exactly, Genesis. and that's all they had to do is is what it did, it did well. And while, sure, there are people out there I think that would like to see what that is, you know, what that next gen looks like, I don't think it's always, uh, uh, you, what, 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 I think it's a, the Jurassic Park question, just because you can doesn't mean you should. James, what has its hooks in you the most? Why is this a thing that just like a game that speaks to you? Well, I, I already loved playing the game back in the day. Okay. So I love the new artwork, the new style. I think the, the characters look great. I, I can still play Axel, but except, except I'm fatter and I have a beard. That's funny. You know, <laughs> um, it's, it's everything from like just the way the characters with the knives will come at you to... 
the sound effects that I would make when you eat food off the ground. It's straight, it's straight from the old game. So it just really hits on all the nostalgia that I have um, from playing it back in the day. Why do you think it took them 25 years, though, to decide to do another one just just like the originals were to bet? I mean, do you think we're going to have to wait another 25 years for Streets of Rage 5? Yeah, but I think I think so. Only because I think games like this have to be released sparingly. If you're not going to be changing them, you know, the uh, one of the biggest complaints that a Call of Duty series gets is or a Madden or a, a, like the yearly sports releases is that it's not necessarily different enough, right? Like if you're going to okay, stick with but, one but model. but you guys love this because it's the same as it used to be and, and it doesn't take 25 years to make a game like this. Um, so no, so you want to wait you want to wait till you're what 75 to play Streets of Rage 5? At that point all you're trying to do is bank in on like the interest of nostalgia culture. Yes, I think that's what it is. I think you need to have enough time in between to make it not like And like, 25 years is enough time, Rick? If I have cake once a month it's so much better than if i have cake every single day and which I, spoilers I to those listening he does not have cake once a month you can see him you can tell <laughs> almost every other day yeah for it, sure. it would appear uh-huh. i feel like they just the game came out right at the right time like the, the my age group and maybe weird beard his age group were kind of we're similar there's a few year gap there yeah. but i feel like all those people that are following that 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 age bracket like they are going back and reliving a lot of the same mm-hmm. stuff uh and I feel like maybe with some of these updates that they're trying to do, people are getting kind of fatigued on making the 3D version. You know, I don't want to watch. I don't want to play 3D Streets of Rage. Well, I think that the the biggest lesson that I take away from this is something that I have been talking about. You know, when it comes to role playing games for years, is obviously you know people don't need everything to be just the next biggest thing, right? And something that role playing games got rid of that I loved, you know, growing up was the turn based combat. You know, people make fun of it. Oh, no one just stands in a line and takes turns hitting each other. It's a video game. Suspend your disbelief, right? And yeah. something like Persona Five, which is another you know recent J or you know Japanese role playing game, came back and showed you that you can still have an amazing, awesome, even updated game and still use some of those quote unquote outdated concepts. And obviously, Streets of Rage Four also shows that you can still use all of those outdated concepts and still have an amazing game. So if you're interested in picking up Streets of Rage 4, it's out on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and uh, Windows PC platform as well. Streets of Rage 4 definitely nailed it by pretty much putting a fresh coat of paint on the same core game from the past. Will we see other games try to adopt the same strategy? Guess we'll have to wait and find out. But speaking of nailed it, now it's time for a nailed it and failed it. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. For our Nailed It and Failed It this week, we're going to get things started with our Nailed It. This week's Nailed It goes out to Harley Quinn, the animated series. The most recent episode took several shots at the toxic masculinity that all too often plagues gamers and nerds alike. In the clip, the two nerd bros are wearing a release the Snyder Cut and a The Last Jedi Isn't Canon t-shirts. Take a listen. I can't believe you want to watch this show. You know they just did a three-episode arc where Harley beats Penguin, Riddler, and Mr. Freeze using nothing but her Mary Sue powers? Are you sure you haven't seen the show? Yeah, because I'm not a 12-year-old girl. Also, dude, why would I watch a show that's set in Gotham City, but Batman's barely in it? You watched all five seasons of Gotham. Because it wasn't a f***ing tsunami of virtue signaling. Here, smart guy, let's see what this week's episode of Harley Quinn is about. Harley Quinn and her best friend Poison Ivy, C, aren't in this episode, which focuses on Batman waking from his coma and vowing to take back Gotham City. 
Fine. But if it sucks, we're watching Family Guy. Yes, that's how dumb you all sound. Time to grow up. <laughs> Be sure to stick around and find out who failed it this week. We'll have our failed it portion coming up in the next hour. Don't forget, if you ever missed and nailed it and failed it, you can always find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. And Valorant, one of, if not the most, watched games on Twitch right now, and it's still only in the closed beta version of the game. They had a unique way of giving out access to the closed beta by registering for the game, and then watching other streamers that were playing it until they sent you an invite to get yourself in. Well, everyone here at Checkpoint XP got an invite, including myself, and I wanted a game along with all of you, but I'm not really a big PC gamer, so keyboard and mouse was weird to me, and I wanted to try to connect the PS4 controller and try it that way. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, we tried to tell you that obviously the way to go is mouse and keyboard, yes. so last yes, you week... Did. You and I decided we were going to have a little sort of one-on-one, a little yeah. mono e mono to decide, you know, was it controller or was it mouse and keyboard yeah, that was, was the best? I was going to show you up with my controller. Wait, yeah. Wait, hold on. Do you do you smell that weird beard? Uh, what the rock is cooking? No, no, what is that? No, it smells like fear because that didn't happen, James. Oh, I wasn't. Why fear. not? <laughs> oh, it well, wasn't fear. My lack of knowledge on trying to connect a controller to a PC is not up to par. We'll put it that way. So, so, James, you were not able to connect this. I was not able to connect the controller mm. to take on Robbie. So it's been delayed. It is not off. It's postponed. Postponed. For the moment. Hopefully, we'll get to it this week. But. I could feel your like because you were messaging us over the weekend, and I could feel the desperation. In your messages of just like trying every self help oh, tutorial, I spent tip. almost a whole day, <laughs> a whole day. I downloaded two different programs to try to get the controller the program, and I had the controller kind of set up for a little bit. Um, I got some of the basic things. So what I was doing as I was playing through the tutorial, they're like, push this button on the keyboard. Like, okay, I want that button uh, right here on the controller. So then I go into the software, set that up, <laughs> then I go back into the tutorial, and then like, okay, now push this button. Ah, oh, crap. Okay, go back into the controller. Put that on this this uh, controller button. Go back into the tutorial. It was like a huge pain in the butt. It was like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then something happened to where everything that I programmed the controller got wiped away. Oh no! And I was going to have to start over. And then the controller battery was dying. So I'm like, wow! All, the, the all these excuses. Like, you know, there is actually a really quick, fast, like way to just circumvent all of this, James. You can just tell us right here now in front of everyone that. I'm superior. That key in uh, that, that that mouse and keyboard is superior to controller, and we'll just let it go. I will be declared the victor and the winner, and you ain't got to worry about losing in front of everybody. Now, mouse and keyboard may we may find out that is superior, but I'm not going to say that you are superior. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a, a hard fought match for me uh-huh. to, to admit that, especially on a radio show. Oh you, well, it's coming. Like so, Robbie still hasn't played any Valor. Yeah, I'm I'm holding off just for you, man. I'm waiting for you so that so that you can't afterwards be like, oh, you had an advantage playing more than I. Well, I appreciate that because I like to have an evil, an even playing field once I get the controller set up and then we can go head to head and you'll see I'm well, far superior okay. with the controller. If you really want it to be even, then I will also have to play one-handed because you're on a One-handed? Controller. Oh, come on. <laughs> Making a, you totally make me sound like a video game bitch, man. Yeah. Just, uh, that's definitely what I'm going to make you. Well, maybe you got to make me first. You can't just you, got, you can't just call it out. Yeah, make me. You got to make me a bitch. You can't just like you're a bitch. You got to we got to prove it, which eventually we'll, we'll get to. So I ran into some, <laughs> I ran into some technical difficulties. So the one v one Robbie versus James showdown is going to be put on hold. Now, if you're a gamer on a budget and you're on the lookout for games that cost little to nothing but are still worth the hard drive space, stick around. We have a free game recommendation coming your way. But ahead next, Streets of Rage Four wasn't the only game making headlines last week. 
One of the most highly selling video game franchises just dropped a trailer that shows the next title in the series is going to get a Viking spin. Who is it? We'll tell you next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, I'm Robbie Landis. Every week, Ben Morris and I are bringing you the discussions and news from the world of comics on The Other Identity. Download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around you! No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the only person in the room whose fingers are sore from button mashing and letting fists fly on the streets of rage all weekend, me, James Campbell. But you, you said you're only on like the second level. Yeah, the, do you know how many ta- how many punches <laughs> I had to throw? Do you know how many kicks I had to kick? How many specials I had to use? How how hard is the game? Because I don't remember like the originals being that difficult. Well, I might be a little rusty, Robbie. I, I really mm. appreciate you bringing that up here oh, on the show. Okay, you yeah, know? I gotcha. It took me. Hey, I got through stage one, two playthroughs. I got to the police commissioner at the second stage twice, and he beat me twice. It, you know what? It just means it's like working out. Once you start getting calluses, that means that you're making progress. Yeah, these hands are gonna be nice and strong, so I can take you on in that one v one soon. Yeah. A franchise known for its combination of historical fiction and characters intertwined with real-world historical events and figures, and one of the most highly-selling video game franchises of all time, just released a trailer showing the next title in the series will have a Viking storyline. Of course, we're talking about Assassin's Creed. They murder and kill blindly. the lands of England. Lands they will never defend. Never love. Time has come to speak to them in a language they will understand. That's right. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be the next entry into the series, which the last few times have actually had a bit of a resurgence. Obviously, you know, Assassin's Creed 2 and 3 uh, is where I think the The series really sort of hit its stride, and then Ubisoft, the developers, fell into a pattern of, like, basically coming out with a new game every, like, six months without changing a whole lot of it up, and a lot of people got burnt out on it really fast, and just recently with Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey, they've sort of found a way to reinvent themselves, and Ubisoft also said, look, we're not going to make the same mistake that we did before, we're going to take our time, we're going to let these games breathe before we come out with the next ones. And look, since they've came out with, with Origins and Odysseys and now Valhalla, like, man, they're they're looking pretty good. So Assassin's Creed games are essentially they're they're stealth based. You go back in time. They're, We've talked they're, about they're, one of they're action games, right? Yes. So you basically you walk around in whatever city you're in. In this case it'll be, you know, uh, Viking Land. Well, not Viking Land, because first of all, <laughs> Assassin's like Creed park. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is known for like the parkour and climbing up stuff. And I don't think Vikings had the biggest building. So I think it's about the time that that, you know, uh, 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 the Vikings and, like, the Norse were, you know, kind of going to war with, like, the English and stuff. So we'll be, we'll have, like, castles and stuff and I feel like to be scale and a climb lot of up, I'm boat sure. battles, like Viking oh, ship battles. I hope I not. That's one of the, that in the Odyssey version. Uh, well, and, and it's also uh, in Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, you know, there oh, was, uh, there like was a lot. based, right? Yeah, a yeah. lot of ship battles, which to me 
sunk the series. Oh, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm actually honestly really kind of looking forward to it. The trailer was all cinematics, didn't actually show any gameplay, but it like really got me into like the world and like you know whatever story they're going to be telling this time. Honestly, I think the reason that they're finally going the Viking route is people have been wanting a Viking based Assassin's Creed. I think now. For a very, very long time. Every time there's news and rumors of a new game coming, they're like, this is it. This is the Viking one. So the people Vikings are clamoring for the Viking. Yeah, I thought I think they just so. ran out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got nothing left. We got to pull the Viking card. Sure, no, why not? I mean, you know, when it comes to historical stuff, they obviously have oh, yeah, they nailed tons it. of stuff that like, they hey, can pull from. They had me hook, line, and sinker. I went out and I bought the Assassin's Creed Odyssey simply because I wanted to fight Minotaurs. I wanted to fight Medusa. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fight all Ooh. these great mythical creatures from Greek mythology. And then it turns into. I'm it's sailing a boat and doing politics. like political stuff. It's historical yeah. fiction, not has, not 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 mythological. <laughs> well, why can't you just bring the mythological stuff in there, or just give me the option just to fight the mythological monsters? I, I think you're looking for an entirely different game here, James. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We know there are a lot of you out there gaming on a budget, so Checkpoint XP has you covered with a free game of the week. What game do we have this week, Robbie? This week is Amnesia The Dark Descent, a first-person survival Ooh, horror game. I can tell you, I'm already scared. I bid you welcome to my cabinet of perturbation. A set of recordings have been prepared to chaperone you through the chambers ahead. It's important that you keep going straight and make sure not to stray. It is actually a very spoopy game. It sounds scary. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, The Dark Descent? Amnesia The Dark Descent follows the story of Daniel as he explores Castle Brennenberg in the year 1839 in a desperate attempt to avoid the cosmic force trying to destroy him, slay the master of the castle, and discover who he is. The monsters are scary. <laughs> are they? What kind of what kind of monsters are we encountering? This here? this is this is definitely like 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 it's not just horror and like jump scare stuff. This is like psychological, like messing with your mind and what you think you're seeing. So there was scary. a there was a game back on the GameCube that uh, did some of the same kind of things to where it would like it would pretend that it's changing the TV volume and everything like that or like it would fake save oh, delete your game are and you stuff. kidding me right now it, this- it finds ways to mess with you the player not just the character of the game yeah oh I, yeah there's no, no way I'm gonna be yeah. your nerves <laughs> right now like just hearing about it I got the chills yeah. look like, I'm telling you right now horror games are not my game either but there are some people out there that do prefer stuff like this so we want to make sure we're hitting a wide, a wide range of gamers. Um, now, why should you play this? Because it's this is a game all about immersion, discovery, and 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 living through a nightmare. Basically, there are some people out there that find comfort in those type of things. Not me. Not James. Not me at all. Uh, Rick. Uh, Weird is I this think, your kind of game? I think they're kind of fun. Like, I don't... I think if you like horror movies, this is a game that would be up your alley if you like scaring yourself, mm-hmm. if you like being a crazy person. See, I like watching other people play these types yeah. of games, and I'm not the one in the seat. So I could get down with that, yes. James, I'm about to show you a picture of oh one of the gosh. monsters. Are you ready? Three, I'm two, ready. one, first look. What is that? <laughs> 
what the heck? Is that something that just pops out and scares you? Or do you have to fight that thing? It chases you. And it's like just a low-level one. Well, That's yeah. a low-level monster? Well, and, and, and here's the thing, too. With, with the way that horror games have evolved recently is they don't want you to be able to fight back, right? They want yes. you to feel helpless. So you don't actually have a way to fight things. You just have to run away from them. There's no actually like killing them and being safe. I'm good at running away. I'll tell yep. you that right now. Well, it takes about eight to ten hours to beat. So, again, there's not a huge time investment here. You could probably get it done in you know a weekend or two, depending on how much time you have between family stuff and work stuff. Uh, and where you can play it, again, it is absolutely free if you go and download it at the Epic Games Store. So I have to ask you, James, what would it take? What would Weird Beard and I have to do? To get you to try this game. Yeah, to play against that kind of a monster. What is that? <laughs> what is wrong with his face? I can't even tell. Is that teeth? Yes. Oh, it looks like somebody, like a weird mangled bad acid trip of someone's face became a monster and now it's chasing me around the castle. Yeah. Like, 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 like if I took you out to dinner? No, you know what I would need? I need a lifetime supply of replacement underwear for how many times <laughs> I poop my pants trying to play this game. It is fun, though. Yeah, let's let's at least say it's free. It doesn't take a long time. Mm-hmm. It's fun if you like getting into it. James will never touch it. Uh, but I, I think it's really well done. Like you said, like games that reach out and break the fourth wall and are actually able to be... Like, uh, you know, not just a game that you're playing on a TV are going to be some of the best ones. They actually make you question your sanity. Yeah. Yeah, That's what it really scares me. Like, breaking the fourth wall, you're going to make me think my TV's haunted? (laughs) I don't have enough enough issues getting my my Roku box to work. But there's your free game of the week. Be sure to pick up Amnesia, The Dark Descent, if you're brave enough, from the Epic Game Store, all for free. Coming up, two Overwatch League rivals are gearing up for a showdown. What's going on in the Texas esports world? We'll find out when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Starting in the Overwatch League, competition has officially resumed. However, there will be no more homestands this season with all matches being played online. League play has also been suspended with a regional tournament instead being held in May. The spring split of the League of Legends LCS has drawn to a close. Cloud9 were the big winners, and this is where we should be wondering whether they'll perform well at the midseason Invitational. Unfortunately, we're not going to find out as that event has now been canceled as well. The summer split is still on track to begin June 20th. NASCAR has taken to esports for the time being. They're running the iRacing Pro Invitational Series each weekend, where pro drivers compete in sim races. Normally, we'd be gearing up for ESL1 Rio, a major Counter-Strike tournament that runs in May. Due to COVID-19, it's been pushed back to the fall this year. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has also been moved back to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. That's over at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard. And the only person in the room that can put Cookie Crumb Detective as a skill under LinkedIn profile, Mr. Robbie Landis. You don't have to be a detective. You climb into bed and the crumbs are there, man. Like, sometimes they're not even just crumbs. They're chunks of cookies. You know what? We ordered Red Robins off of DoorDash the other day, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm eating. I look around. I'm like, where is she at? Right? So... Big burgers, all types of stuff falling all over. I walk in there. There she is sitting in bed with her Red Robin's burger just eating right in the middle of the bed. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I can't believe this is a thing that we're still having to do. You know what? I know what I'm buying Robbie for Christmas. I want to buy him a trench coat and a pipe. He can be like Sherlock Holmes and pretend to be a detective. Oh, oh that's funny. I was just going to buy him a kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> we have tables. Use them. Two big rivals in the Overwatch League are gearing up for an annual tournament event. Our Checkpoint XP host and Overwatch expert, Robbie Landis, 
What's going on in Texas, man? That's right. So the uh, Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel are bringing us the first ever annual Lone Star Showdown. Actually, the first day has already happened. We'll talk about that here in just a little minute. In just a little bit. But I think the the reason that we wanted to talk about this and and to highlight this is because this is what more of esports needs to do. In the first year of the Overwatch League, Houston and Dallas, obvious regional rivals, played each other three times throughout the years, and it was always so cut. There was always such a great game to see. And then due to the way that they did the scheduling in the second and the current season, they were only supposed to play each other one time, which seems silly for regional rivalries. Get that thing going as much as you can, right? So the two of them have come together to basically kind of do like an exhibition sort of match, right? So over the next three weeks, well the next two weeks after this one that, 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 that just passed, is on Mondays they'll be doing a set of sort of skill-based challenges 1v1s and 3v3s in the teams that have been predetermined by the coaches of the two basically coming together and you know how can we how can we like you know showcase the skills like at like you know their their most fundamental levels hold on what are skill based cha- I'm I'm just curious it sounds like so, take the physical challenge <laughs> like what? so for example, uh, the in the 1v1s, there's going to be a Tracer duel. Tracer is one of the more mobile characters, you know, very fast, very high octane. You have to, like, think really, really quickly. You then have a Reinhardt duel, which is a tank character. It's more defensive, a lot slower, a lot more methodical. So it's like a lightweight and a heavyweight boxing match. Sort of. You basically, all the different skills and, and sort of gameplay elements that you have within the game that, that, that sort of encompasses Overwatch you know, as a whole, they've sort of broken each of those skill sets down into like 1v1 challenges and taken their stars, who are the best at those roles, and putting them head-to-head against one another. So that's what's going to happen over the next two weeks. Then on the third week, they'll come together for a traditional 6v6 match to determine who the true sheriff of Texas is. And so that'll be more like a traditional match, like Correct. you play in a tournament or whatever. But that's not the coolest thing. The coolest thing about all of this is every Saturday following those matches across several stations in Texas... They're actually going to be airing an hour-long three-part docu-series that follows sort of behind the scenes, talking to the players about the rivalries, about the results in the matches. Very cool. Think, think of like, uh, think Hard Knocks, right? But for esports, it's something that a few organizations have tried to do in a limited capacity and is always great. But I think that esports fans are clamoring for and, and people need to do a lot more of. Uh, how big is this rivalry? Like if you were to relate it to a traditional sports rivalry, is it like Yankees Red Sox? Is it like Eagles it's, Cowboys? It's, it's, it's as big as big. Dude, it's it's Texas and it's Dallas and Houston, man. Everything's bigger in Texas. It's huge. All right. So as I said, uh, so far, one of the days of competition has passed so far. And when you ask how is this rivalry, like just how close it is, let's look at some of the results so far from the day one of skill challenges. In the 1v1s, it was best to five. They had five different 1v1s, and it ended up being three to two. In the Tracer duel, the Dallas Fuel won out. In the Reinhardt duel, the Dallas Fuel run out. And by the way, each of these 1v1s also went pretty much like right down to the wire, except for Gamsu beating Moom. I'm pretty sure that that was a stomp. Uh, Blase beat Doha, so the Houston Outlaws took that round. And uh, in, in the Zenyatta duel, uh, Rappel won that one as well from the Outlaws. So it came down. It was 2-2 two to two at the end. All on the line, Zachary versus Linkser. And Zachary, unfortunately, took it home for the Dallas Fuel. I'm a little biased here. I am a Houston fan. And then in the 3v3, it went all the way to a Game 5 as well with Dallas taking it. So after the first day of the Lone Star Showdown, unfortunately, it is 2-0 in the favor of Dallas. What's your team going to do to pick up the pace and take the lead? They're just going to have to come out the gates next week as aggressive as they can, man. That's all I can say. It has to be all-out aggression, throw Dallas completely off their toes. All right, sounds great. Hopefully other esports rivals can follow suit.
Robbie, I assume you'll have some more in-depth info on the Lone Star Showdown on the Owl's Nest. That's right. The Owl's Nest is a, a talk show that I do with Jake Lyon. He is one of the uh, casters, the commentators for the Overwatch League. So we record that and release it every Friday, talking in-depth about what's happening both in the league. And you can definitely be sure that we'll be talking about the Lone Star Showdown this week as well. All right. You can get more info on Lone Star Showdown over there at the Owl's Nest. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. We love hanging out on some of these awesome stations that host us each week. We love you over at the Fan Sports Radio 910 in Richmond, Virginia, ESPN Pittsburgh 970 WBGGAM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and 97.1 The Fan in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you so much for being a part of the Checkpoint XP family. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Now we're not we're not completely done talking about the Lone Star Showdown. Robbie, I understand you actually have a part in that docu series you just mentioned. That's right. Yeah, so I was actually tapped as an expert esports uh, Ooh, uh, <laughs> look at that. analyst. So uh, I got to do a little bit of an interview, you know, talking about the rivalry and some of the history between uh, the two of them. I don't know if it's uh, safe to give them the title expert. Well, come on now. You gotta but, go to your head, Robbie. You know, if if you want to see that, you know, you'll have to tune in for it if you're down in Texas. Uh, if you don't, you can obviously check that out on uh, YouTube at the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel Channel. But uh, it, w- it was interesting. Actually, the story here isn't really the mind to tell because I actually. No. Uh, Weird Beard here actually had to come over to my uh, my apartment yeah. during the weekend to help film all this footage, and apparently he did not enjoy himself. I, I it's not that I didn't enjoy myself. I just I offered you a drink when you came in. I feared I was life. a good host. He's a good host. I was a good host. He was a great host. Okay. I just want to say what it ended up feeling like was like a doctor's office waiting room. In the sense that I went over there, I set all the equipment up for Robbie to be able to film this. He did it in his, like, studio area. And then I didn't want to be weird, right? Like, he's talking to another guy. What am I going to do? Just sit and stare at the camera? Yes, that's what you do when I do the Owl's Nest. No. So I went and I sat outside of the room. Okay. And his girlfriend was working from home in the living room at the same time. And she's just on her her computer and she's typing away. And I could just feel, like, the fact that I was in this lady. Territory. It didn't help that when we came in, like before he came, when he like knocked on the door, she's like, "Someone's at the door," and she knew it was you. So I'm like, "Go, go again." She's like, "No, you have to get it and tell him. Don't, don't tell him not to look at me." Wow. She. <laughs> See, all right. Should have brought pie. I, know, that would have helped. She loves pie. pie. Yeah. All I know is that I'm sitting there while Robbie is attempting to do these answers, and I just feel like the unwanted child. Like I can feel the anxiety and the. You know, just, she like, the hates force. your beard. I'm sure she does. She says you should shave it off. It looks terrible. She does not like me. <laughs> and so, like, Robbie, this is the thing that sold it for me, is Robbie's in there, and he's giving great answers. The guy that is uh, asking him questions is telling Robbie he's doing a great job. And Robbie's like, so, you know, Rick, how, how, how do you think it's going? And I'm like, oh, you know, you know what? You're doing really, really good. I think the other, you know, this guy may not understand how much of a professional you are. Like, you're just doing your job, but you're doing a great job at it. And I hear Katie in the background just do the... Which uh, okay? Now you actually Uh-oh. paraphrase, and I think in your own words put what you said when I asked Rick, "How do you think it's going?" What he actually says was, "Oh man, he couldn't be up your butt any more than that." Oh like, wow, okay, yeah. So don't act like, "Oh no, you were doing good." Yeah, I know exactly why she gave you the. Uh, 
because you were being rude. It sir. hurt. It was like very anxiety inducing. Did you she, try to like make conversation at all? Maybe she thought that you were like you know over there just sitting there being weird. Like you should have tried to talk to her. Have you ever cut somebody off on accident while driving and then pull up to the red light at the same time with them and you have to pretend that there's like something interesting in front of you the entire time? That's what she had to do to just like not focus or make contact with me like just yeah my laptop's really important right now she was working she has a very important job sorry that she couldn't drop everything to entertain you weird beard james i need you to come and meet katie because i need you to tell me like you have to be the the lubricant here to make this so it's you're you're making her seem like such a villain she is a sweet girl well, all I know is uh, the woman loves pie. So <laughs> my first encounter, I will bring her a pie, and I think things will go much smoother for me. Coming up next, it's time to find out which of us is better at identifying a name of a spell from a role-playing game or a flavor of an energy drink. We're playing a game called Energy Drink or RPG when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh, the Alamo. Oh, he's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh, my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the guy who got his heart broken when he found out that for all those years, he tried to win the McDonald's Monopoly game. He never had a chance. Me, James Campbell. I mean, there's Mc, a hold on. chance, just a small chance. No, have you seen You haven't watched McMillions, it and was it rigged. was great. It was all it was a scam. A great series. A new TV series called McMillions. I, I watched on Hulu. I think it was on HBO. Yes. About a uh, mob crime family. The guy stole the tickets, essentially, yeah. and was giving it to his friends. You just Okay, so there was a shot. You just had to be friends with like the Bambinos in, in, up in New York. I somewhere. might have to go home and watch this. It's so very good. interesting. Right, you gotta right, check it out. Interesting. You'll have you'll never have more Big Mac regret in your entire life. <laughs> Lots of things in the gaming world have interesting and creative names. None as creative as some of the names given to spells that gamers can cast in role-playing games. Another thing gamers are likely familiar with that also have interesting names are energy drinks. Now the question is, who on the Checkpoint XP crew is better at telling the difference? Carly, our Checkpoint XP producer, sitting in to help us out with this game. Robbie, why don't you let her know how it's going to run? Yeah, so this actually comes courtesy to us uh, from a Kotaku article, which posed the question, energy drink or RPG spell? That's clever. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, thank you, Kotaku, for this. But uh, basically, uh, Callie's going to go ahead and, and read off some of these for us. We're going to go around the room. And uh, us, the hosts, the gamer pros here, and James, are going to attempt <laughs> to decipher whether it's an RPG spell or an energy drink flavor. But here is where it gets interesting. For every wrong answer you get, I have created... Well, first of all, is anyone allergic to anything here? Any, like, food allergies? No. What? No? Okay, no. cool. For, any, for every wrong answer you get, I have created this lovely concoction in front of us that looks... So like urine. Just, it looks like just, urine. It looks like urine. Uh, and if you get it wrong, you have to take a sip. So there's more than energy drink in here. Yeah. There's three things in there. Yes. Did any of them come out of your body? No, they okay, all came out of checking. a vending machine, okay. which might be worse. This so <laughs> This looks like it'll make you be able to smell colors at this yeah. point. So, Kelly, go ahead and take it away. Uh, James goes first. Okay. Uh, James. Yes. I'm going to give one that I cannot give to Robbie. Aw. Is Diamond Dust... An energy drink or an RPG attack? Mm, diamond dust. We're trying to go through and think. So, can I ask any questions about these energy drinks? Are they like 
well-known brand. It, it's literally just the, it's different it's literally just the flavor. It yeah. doesn't say anything else about it. So I, we, I don't so even know don't what even the actual know. drink is. Like yeah. I don't know what this uh, what this flavor is. A subsidiary. So of. you just you just got to off the dome, man. Diamond dust. Best okay. guess. Hmm. Diamond dust. To me, that sounds like an RPG spell. So I'm going RPG. It is indeed an yeah. RPG attack. It is. You kind of gave it away when you're like, I can't give this one to Robbie. Yeah, I just didn't want to give it to you. Weird beard. Weird beard. I'm ready. All right. Is this an RPG attack or an energy drink? Kazapple. It has apple in it. My gut, I just, I feel like on this, you just have to, whatever your first gut kind of like feeling is, yeah. just go with it. It's a flavor. It is an RPG attack. Oh, oh. I'd have went with the flavor too. Oh, I'm glad I don't have to taste this take thing a first. Sip. Take, Go take ahead. a sip of Robbie's concoction. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That was barely a sip. It's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not what? There it is. <laughs> it's not. Um. It's not offensive. <laughs> it's just very like the room. It smells offensive with the, all these open energy drinks that he's got mixed together. This, this feels like diner coffee. Like it's just oh. you know a whole bunch of. All stuff right, Callie. In there. Callie, bring it in. All right, come on. What we got here? Robbie. Let's go. Energy drinker RPG attack. Summer dream. That has got to be. That sounds like a deodorant. Scent. A flavor. <laughs> that is definitely a flavor. It is an RPG attack. Oh, there you go, Robbie. No, <laughs> taste, taste it, Robbie. Oh, I was playing on not having to taste this. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I yeah. Told you, it's not wow. Offensive. It's weird how at first you're like, that's not. Oh, that's we. Ooh, that's weird. That's yeah. okay. Ugh. So let's after the first round now. Let's reveal the first item in this concoction. Yep. So sugar-free Red Bull. Sugar-free oh. Red Bull is one of the three mm-hmm. things in this concoction. Yep. yep. Start my day with one of those. All right. Day. Come on. Round two. RPG spell. Is this a spell from a role-playing game or an energy drink flavor? All right, James. You're leading the pack. You're the only one to get one right so far. Yeah. Gold Rush. Mm, energy gold drink rush. or RPG attack? Gut from your gut. My gut is saying RPG attack, but I don't know that I want to lock that in as my final answer. I'm trying to remember. So I had, mine was RPG spell. Yours You're trying to game the system. Hey, Robbie's working the numbers and all the other contests. I'm, I'm using everything Let's to my advantage. Let's see if it works. Let's see if it works. You know what, Gold Rush? We'll roll the dice. I'm going to say energy drink. Gold Rush is an energy oh, Yeah. Man. Suck on those boys! You, you're cheating over there! Not at all. Okay. I never cheat. This is the opposite of bamboozled. Or beboozled. <laughs> he's just going to be the only one to not do it. What is it, Callie? What am I What am I guessing here? Let me put it this way. All these mornings of working morning radio in my past. <laughs> I know a thing or two about energy drinks. All right. Weird beard. Blue Bolt. Ugh. Energy drink or RPG attack? Uh, that This is right down the middle. Because, like... Uninventively, if I was a dungeon master in D anD D, I'd be like blue bolts, and that'd be a spell. <laughs> <laughs> However, never can, be a dungeon master. I can also see like some loser like advertising agency being like, "And now the newest flavor, blue bolts." Ah, spell, spell. It is an RPG attack. Woo! Weird being on the board. All right, Robbie. Uh huh. Star blast. Energy drink or RPG attack? (laughs) Now, see, here's the thing. I bet that this is actually, if you looked around, this is probably both. Both, (laughs) Somewhere it has to be both. (laughs) Uh, Well, you can take it up with Kotaku if that's the case. uh, I'm going to go with RPG spell, though. It is an energy drink. Oh, Robbie, do (laughs) Do it it again. Do it again. (laughs) Do it in a row. Do it. 
Take, take a, a take a big old gulp. Yeah, take Don't a, take a no. little sippy sip. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, one more one round. One more round of role playing game spell or energy drink. Flavor. What was the second thing in that concoction? Oh, mm-hmm. second thing uh, was. Uh, what was the tea? It was some type of tea, some uh, type of sugar-free tea. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't even an energy drink. You mixed it with random <laughs> juices. What is this? It's like pure ice or something yeah, like that? Yeah, pure iced tea or something. Yeah, it's probably not even gross. sweetened. <laughs> it wasn't. It was terrible. Oh. All right. We're, uh, final sorry, James. Yes, final round. Oh, Here we man. go. Hell Strong Focus. Hell Strong Focus. Energy drink or RPG attack? Now, the focus on there leads me to believe it could be... An energy drink. If it's not an energy drink, I want to drink it. Yeah, but like, Hell Strong to me sounds too RPG, too too much of like a, a role playing game. Hell Strong. So I'm gonna say RPG. It is an energy drink. Oh Woo! my goodness! Try it. Here we sip. go. Here we Take go. That sip. Take a taste of Robbie here. It's been a taste of Robbie. <laughs> oh, do Robbie. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, it's like somebody <laughs> melted sweet tarts and then <laughs> covered it in poison. Ew. Ugh. All right, uh, Weird Beard, All right. energy drink or RPG attack? Pure Silver Zero. I am so confident that this is a, an RPG drink. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to ramble his brain. That's fair. <laughs> an energy drink that I will drink this entire thing if I'm wrong. It's an energy drink. There's no way they would put Silver and Zero at the end. It is an energy drink. Woo! You gambled and won. Good oh, job. All right. All right, what's my last one here? Your last one. Is going to be cool aura. Oh, that one's a layup. Is it though? It's a layup. I don't know. I don't. I can see uh, it going both ways. I um, aura just seems aura, aura seems like a weird thing to use in the in the name of a drink. The, the both my guesses. I think I went for RPG spell both times. They were both drinks. So unless you went and gave me three drinks in a row, I am going to take a gamble here and go with RPG Playing spell. The numbers game. It is an RPG attack. Hey! All right. Right. Well, here's the thing. So, Weird Beard and I are tied at two. Robbie, you're the loser with one. Should we have one more rubber one match more between for Weird Beard guys? and myself? And the loser Chug has it. to down the rest of Absolutely. It. All right. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm fair. That's fair for me. All right. Uh, James. Yes. Big shot. Big shot. I'll, I'll take whatever the opposite of you. We'll, we'll settle this right here. Okay. Okay. You're going to do an opposite of whatever I say? Yep. So, okay. Big shot, I think, is energy drink. I'll, I'll take the other. No, that's it is a Final an Fantasy. Hey, oh, no. I still lose. I still lose. Yes. yes. How but is this happening? You know what? Callie's going to be a good sport and down it along with you. Ready? Three, two, one. Suck it. Oh, no. As makes me want to vomit. Oh. It really gets out Oh, it's there. bad. Yeah, it's a bad finish. So earlier you heard our nailed it, and uh, <laughs> when the Harley Quinn animated series took shots at the toxic masculinity that all too often plagues gamers and nerds, well now it's time to check out who failed it. From the high highs, an absolute monster, to the low lows, who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. All right, thank you, Weird Beard. My mouth was kind of full with a little bit of Robbie's concoction there. Oh, my God. But sometimes less is more, and that's a lesson that was learned by Primrose TV, who recently took to the internet to announce she would be a caster for the now-canceled Fortnite FNCS tournament like we spoke about earlier in the show. However, moments after announcing her involvement, members of the Fortnite community reminded her of these choice comments from only a few months earlier on a live stream. I have a show. 
you support the confederate flag as well i support views of the confederacy but i do not in any way support the um racism and the slavery that it shows so those that's what i do not support i don't support that I think I accidentally did that. Cringy, cringy. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, before they actually announced that the FNCS tournament was canceled, she herself stepped down as a caster. Probably because of all the, the flack that she got for the comments. A lot of flack. Yeah. I, I think, you know, without going political on either side of this, I think the bigger failed it on this is if you are trying to be a broadcaster, and this goes out to all Twitch streamers who someday dream of being a ninja or a Tifu or these huge people. Any kind of content creator. Shut up. Like, why would you say things like this just public? Like, there is, you do not cash a check from it. It's just, just stop. Just, if it enters your mind, just let it go. All you got to do. All right. Well, that's who failed it this week. Don't forget, if you ever missed and nailed it and failed it, you can find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Coming up in a bit, Robbie has a recommendation on a great game from the not-so-distant past you may have slept on, so stick around for that. But coming up next, we're checking the gaming headlines. What do you have in store for us, Robbie? Despite the success of Half-Life Alex, it did not do all that well for virtual reality sales. Well, all that and more next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Robbie Landis. In my own personal inner office correspondent, superhero Weirdbeard. What would the inner office correspondent superheroes hideout be named? Uh, the 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 block list or <laughs> well, that is terrible. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. The firewall. Uh, not bad. Uh, like a kind of Jack No, you know what? That's just as bad as uh, the Green Arrow calling his lair the Arrow Cave. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty good though. Uh, it's not. We'll give you some time to think about. Yeah. It. We'll come back to it. Hall of Fame video games. We asked on social media what games you thought should be given the title Hall of Famer. We'll discuss your answers in a little bit, because right now, we're checking gaming headlines. Hey! Oh! The guy is unreal. My goodness! Esports Gaming Update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. Well, Pokemon has destroyed social distancing in Japan. A new line of clothing has people lining up around the block to get into stores. Looking through the images on Twitter is enough to make your blood boil. Is new Pokemon shirts really worth it to you guys? What would be? What would actually get you out of the house and lining up to buy something? Meet John Cena in person. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a good oh, one. Yeah. I, I owned some Pokemon clothing. Um, I just... I. I, were they grown adults or children? Oh, no, they were grown adults. Why? Grown adults. <laughs> Why? Because I think Weird Beard was talking about his underoos that he has, those Pokemon underoos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for me, it would it, it would take something like like a new game not being released digitally that like I needed to get my hands on, or like a PS5 if that came out and it's like you have to go to the stores to get it. I'd brave it. I'd brave uh, it. Are you waiting in line for a PS5 release the night of? Like oh, that release? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I probably will. No judgments. (laughs) One of the best League of Legends players in the world has become a free agent. Over in China, Uzi is no longer a member of Royal Never Give Up. He hits the free agent market as the hands-down most coveted player in the world. And you can bet someone is going to pay up big time. If I were running a team in North America, I'd be on the phone with Uzi and my local bank. How much do you, how much do you think he's going to make when he gets signed? Ooh, let's see. Uh, wasn't it? I think Hooney just recently signed. Uh, it was like a two or a three million deal. Two million. Two million deal. I think that Uzi could probably double that. Wow. Yeah, he was one of the first ones to get like a solo Nike deal. 
Holy as well. Cow. So so big, big bucks there. He has a big paycheck coming. I'm telling you, right now during COVID, there are so many big superstar players that are making big bank, like, just going different places. Mm-hmm. Is this the time right now to negotiate it? It has to be. Uh, yep, absolutely. Ninja certainly isn't drawing the viewership he used to on Twitch, but the Mixer streamer is still bringing in sponsors. He recently announced a partnership with Postmates, the food delivery app. Wow. What kind of... Uh and do they just deliver anything? Postmates? Postmates? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're just like DoorDash and stuff like that. They'll, you know, whatever's within like your sort of local area. Oh, I was thinking uh, maybe they have like some sort of a ninja special. <laughs> I mean, there is like a special code that you can put in to where I think you get like free delivery or something like that. But I mean, Ninja just, you know, he he's past the point now where he's the where he's the pro gamer. I mean, honestly, he was he's never not. he was never actually a pro gamer. He just was he's the just person. Really good at Fortnite. I mean, he was good. Yes, okay. obviously. He never went pro with it, but it was always just his name and like, like uh, uh, you know, being able to capitalize on the the floss dance, <laughs> <laughs> the the rocketing success of Fortnite, right? And so now it's just it's just in the name. It's all in the name, right? Anyone who can basically put their logo next to Ninja's name is gonna pay for it. He's set for life. I just want to say my new favorite thing on the show is when Robbie's reaching for something and we try to feed him an answer and it's not the correct answer. Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. (laughs) Following the release and the success of Half-Life Alex, some numbers have come out regarding Stream's virtual reality platform. Called the Valve Index, Steam's user base now has about a 2% adoption rate of VR. Given that the platform has 95 million users, that translates to a little under 2 million users and leaves room to grow. Prior to Half-Life Alex uh, coming out, the adoption rate for VR on Steam was about 1.5%, so it really didn't move the needle all that much. It it was great. It was a great game. It's just still VR, I think, is too expensive. It is. Too unwieldy. And like, just it's it, there's too much of a hump to get regular Joe. Un, un, unless like the next Elder Scrolls or Grand Theft Auto game is VR only, it's going to be tough to move those uh, move those units. Plus, I feel like the VR experience that you're expecting when you get into the VR game never it's lives up to what VR. you're imagining. It, because it's not a VR experience; yeah, it's, it's a game experience ported it's like a into VR puzzle or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing is being played by just about everyone, it seems. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you know at least one person in debt to the Raccoon Mafia. Last week, Machete himself, Danny Trejo, got into playing the game, and it's quite a clash of cultures. Machete, how is, like, do you think super hardcore, like, dudes, biker dudes, play Animal Crossing? I would love to think that they do, yes! because I love yes! that duality. I'm a big, bad biker. I might have murdered somebody. They're, they're buried in my backyard, but... I enjoy my time, you know, earning. I gotta get this mortgage get, payment yeah. in. You gotta get those bells to pay off the mortgage. Yeah, calling up his cousin, be like, "Do you have them apples or peaches that I can plant on my island?" Absolutely. What's your turn up prices? Great. This is the second celebrity. Now we had Elijah Wood, I think, last week or yep. two weeks ago on the show mm-hmm. for playing Animal Crossing. Now Danny Trejo, who's the next undercover Animal Crossing celebrity? Any guesses? Uh, the Rock. I can see the Rock playing. The Rock. For sure. I, I just, I just like, I just like the the mental image of the Rock holding on to the Switch because it would look like a. I don't know, like a cracker in his hands. <laughs> Who would shock you if you were to find out they were playing Animal Crossing? Uh, somebody like Bill Gates or like a, a Jeff Bezos, like just ultra rich people yeah. that control the world, <laughs> just like working a regular human job and collecting money. I, I can money. see Jeff Bezos is like one day raccoon. I'm going to own you. <laughs> that's that's that would be funny, Bezos, because you know he's already he's already got all that cash. Yeah. He doesn't need uh-huh. it. 
Hackers are being deemed responsible for the leak of The Last of Us 2, which we talked about last week. It's been reported that an exploit with an older Naughty Dog game allowed people to access their server and get at the game. It seems unlikely without major help from the inside, but that's what's currently being reported. Okay, this is conjecture. I preface this. I know nothing. Do not hold me responsible for anything I say on this radio show. Uh, I heard originally it was somebody that got, like, an angry employee that got fired. That's what I had originally heard as well. But, uh, no, apparently uh, Sony has actually, like, started to look into it as well. And, you know, look, when Big Daddy Sony comes down on from high and is like, look, we got to start looking into this, answers are going to be found out. So, But you said it could. It's not possible without some major help from the inside. It, it seems unlikely. So someone may have helped because – and this is my thing. If this is some sort of pre-established older exploit within sort of their servers that allowed access – why just now, yeah, now did it happen? Hmm, yeah, I feel it like it could be a combination think. of both. It makes you think. That's it for the Checkpoint XP gaming news update. For more, head over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. Thank you, Robbie, for that update. The entire Overwatch world is reeling as Jay Sinatra Wan announced his retirement. Defending 2019 champion and MVP from the San Francisco Shock, and in the middle of the season, he's jumping ship. What's the deal here? Yeah, no, this 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 definitely uh, blew everyone's mind. You know, uh, as we've been sort of halfway through the season, we haven't really seen him play since the beginning of the season, and now it comes out that apparently the reason why, first of all, he's he's not like done with gaming because he's he's still. Gosh, I mean, he only just turned 18 last year. He says he's going to Valorant. He's going to Valorant. Not only does he say he has already been signed to a team in Valorant, which doesn't even have an esports scene yet. This just goes to show you how. When a game first comes out, if you are in the door right at the start of it, like again, it. you could the be the next floor. ninja. Now, a lot of, some people are criticizing him, right? Because he left the safe, cushy comfort of a defending championship team in the middle of the season, where he he, he could have wrote his check, right? Like wherever he wanted to be. He had money in the bank. Regardless. He did, and and just starting his career. But this is the way that I look at it. Because at first, I was a little bit like, mm, I mean, Valorant has a very good chance of being a very uh, a flourishing esports scene. He's probably going to do just as well there, right? But did you know that when he was signed at 17 years old in the first season of the Overwatch League, right? Couldn't even play yet. And he was signed the largest salary in the league. Wow. And he's leaving that. Like, that seems like some, such a dumb decision. I, I don't know, because I think the question then becomes uh, there has to be... Uh, questions about the health of the Overwatch League. No, that's actually not it. Not for him anyway. He said, first of all, he's, he's slowly been falling out of love with the game since a lot of the changes that have been implemented, right? He doesn't have as much fun playing it anymore. I don't think for him it's money because I think that's where a lot of people's minds first go to. Again, $150,000 as a rookie. He got MVP. He's a defending champ. They could have threw any amount of money at him to stay, but they let him break his contract to leave. I think for him... It's about being the best of the best. He got MVP. He led his team to a world championship. What's next for him in Overwatch? So he wants to go out on top. Not nothing ju- else to achieve. Not just go out on top, but I think that he wants to do something that hasn't been done in esports and something that I don't even think you can do in traditional sports. Be an MVP in two sports? I think he wants to be a champion and an MVP in multiple games. He wants to be esports Bo Jackson. Is that going yeah. to happen in the future? Are we going to eventually... At some point, it has to. Now, I don't think it'll happen in like Overwatch to League of Legends. The games are too different, right? But prior to being signed in Overwatch, you know, he actually got his start in Counter-Strike Go. Yeah. Wow. And... Something like Valorant. All, huh? Yeah, Valorant is more like Counter-Strike than what Overwatch is. So if he's starting to fall out of love with the game, sure, he could stick with it. And, and it's basically just a job to him at that point, right? 
But when you have something that's new and emerging that is going to have a very promising future, and it's what you were originally sort of trained in, what you were sort of raised up on, and you know that they're going to be chomping at the bit to pay you whatever you want, why would you not go? Because even if this doesn't work out, A, he could go back to the Overwatch League. That's if he what I was going to ask. If he could, goes over to Valorant yeah. and he, he doesn't have any success, can he just easily go back he to Overwatch? He could, yeah, no problem. He could easily unretire. Or he could even just start a streaming career and probably make more money than both of those places combined. Yeah, I think, like, especially with a, a pedigree and a resume like that, I think the, the kernel of the story that's the most interesting to me is going to Valorant, which doesn't have an esports scene. But, yes. but honestly, it's, it's talking about a kid who's going to be set no matter what he chooses to do. He wants to stream. He wants to go Overwatch. He wants to do Valorant. He's going to be good regardless of where he lands. Now, to your comment about what does this say about the health of Overwatch, regardless of where Overwatch actually is, there's a saying, perception is reality. When you have a defending champ, the MVP, leaving this winning team in the middle of the season, it doesn't look good regardless of what it actually says about the game. So there are people on both sides of the fence about this. But personally, I am looking forward to seeing what he's able to accomplish in Valorant, and I would love to see him become the first person to take multiple world championships in in different games. Well, Hall of Fame video games. We asked on social media what games you thought should be given the title of Hall of Famer. We'll discuss your answers in just a little bit during our social media check-in. Ahead next, we have a great game recommendation that you may have slept on for whatever reason. Kids, work, too big of a gaming backlog, whatever it may be. This game revolves around an elite human soldier tasked with the job of saving all of humanity from insectoid aliens, and it's not Halo. We've got the patient gamer next on Checkpoint XP. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, and as always along with me, Weirdbeard, as well as the only person in the room that spent the weekend rekindling the love of the Avengers Age of Ultron, Robbie Lane. Yes, why best it- Avengers movie, hands down. I don't understand why people hate this so much. What gets it the most hate? What is the thing in it that you think I, attracts it? Th- th- this is the thing that actually blows my mind, because if, if it's just if it's not people's favorite, that's fine, right? But most people like actively hate this movie, and that's what I don't understand. The only thing that I can think of is that I got a lot of blowback for the whole Black Widow story arc where she's like, I'm a monster because I can't have babies. And everyone's like, oh, that's that's all women are good for is having babies. That's like the only real negative. backlash about that. Yeah, no, there was. And that's like the only real negative thing that I have about the movie. So that's all that I can think that people hate it. But, dude, Age of Ultron is one of the best ones. It's, it's not so my favorite good. Avengers, but it, I think I thought it was very well done. It's but good. I've never seen anybody tweet more passionately about that movie than Mr. Robbie Landis. <laughs> We know a lot of our listeners love gaming, but life comes at you fast, and you don't always have the time to keep up on the gaming news, let alone all the latest games. So we're bringing you The Patient Gamer. Each week, Robbie and Weirdbeard are going to tell us about a hit game that came out a few years ago or more that you might have missed. Something that's easy to get into, well worth your time. Robbie, what are you suggesting this week for The Patient Gamer? This game is near and dear to my heart. It is a third-person action role-playing game. It's Mass Effect. Commander Shepard. He has no idea what he's getting into. To his credit, he's recruiting an impressive team. Assassins, scientists, biotics. He's scouring the galaxy for the best. An unlikely band of brothers. Tough, but are they loyal? If Shepard can't gain their trust, they're all as good as dead. 
So specifically for this patient gamer, I'm recommending that if you're going to try out just one, it's Mass Effect 2. It's the one where they perfected the game. But you play as Commander Shepard, a special forces marine given the rank of a specter on the galactic scale, on the galactic stage, allowing you to deal with problems that threaten galactic civilization any way you see fit, including the Reapers, an unstoppable force of sentient super machines that come around every 50,000 years to reap all organic life. The only problem is... No one believes you. Uh oh. So what's great about this game is, first of all, like a lot of the games that I suggest, uh, the 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 big draw of it is the narrative aspect, the story that it tells, right? And unlike most games that boast about, oh, your actions have consequences, and depending on what you do, different things will happen. Mass Effect actually follows through with this. If you were to play through all three games. Decisions that you make in the first one will have ramifications and consequences in the third one. Wow, that's deep. And in some cases, there are entire scenes that 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 you might see that I've never seen because of the decisions that I made. One of my favorite moments when I had a roommate playing through it, he came in, he's like, "Man, that character's death hit me real hard." And I'm like, "Which which what character? Which one?" And he explained, "I'm like, she lived in mine, man." And he's like, "Well, what about so and so?" I'm like, still alive and like he named off four people that had died in his playthrough and I'm like they're all still alive in my playthrough well so you both have played the same game but had completely different experiences yes. but yes. can you just pick up right in, right on number two you can they're, they're all the major decisions sort of at the beginning of it it kind of like runs down and you get to like you know pick them right there yourself okay. so if you don't want to put the time into the first one which hasn't aged super well you can jump in at number two but if you do want to go through and play through all of them uh, the first one takes about 10 hours to beat the second one is 20 and the third one is 20 as well so overall you're looking at about a 50 to 60 hour commitment if you want to play through all three of them absolutely worth it I, I will say though these games are considered just like how uncharted are kind of like the entryway into action games Mass Effect is considered the gateway to, like, sci-fi kind mm-hmm. of games. Like, if you're kind of tangentially involved in space stuff or you like... Space operas, You yeah. like aliens okay. or mm-hmm. Star Wars or anything like that, this would be a game right up your alley. Yep, you can get the entire trilogy for $30 across uh, any of the following platforms, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, or uh, EA Origins on PC, as well as you can play 1 and 2 on Steam, uh, but not 3 just yet. Uh, unfortunately, you can't play them on the most current-gen consoles, uh, but definitely, definitely worth uh, looking into. Awesome. Well, thank you for that recommendation, Robbie. For $30 for all three games across all platforms, uh, not a bad, not bad. Yeah, not a bad game to, to get into. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Universal had some major success by releasing Trolls World Tour directly to digital platforms and now has plans to continue putting films out digitally at the same time as a theatrical release. This will cut into theater profits and really upset AMC, and now they're refusing to carry any Universal movie titles. Weird Beard, what's going on between Universal and AMC, man? During this entire COVID-19 crisis, movie theaters and movie production-like houses have really had some struggles to overcome. AMC has recently announced, even in our area, uh, multiple closings of theaters throughout and not sure... Yeah, the sure one right by my house is shut down for they, good. They never know what they're going to be doing. So what this uh, this company did is they released Trolls World Tour on uh, a digital platform, right? They said, hey, 
We made so much money when we released this video for people to they be able to rent. 80% of online profits, I believe it is, as opposed to 50% from theater profits. They made so much money, they're going to now say, not only are we releasing them in theaters, but you can also rent them from home whenever you want, as soon as we release them. And that pissed AMC off, because that's really like, they have a symbiotic relationship. A movie theater that has no movies to, to show isn't a movie theater. It's just an empty building. So they said, okay, cool. Well, we're not going to play any of your future movies. You know what some of those movies are including? Uh, Fast and the Furious 9. Wow. Yes. The next Bond movie. Oh, yes. wow. Come on. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and even though they're not, you know, big. Oh, Jurassic World. That's another yep. universal one. Um, that sounds like a mistake on AMC's mm, part, not having yeah. all these big titles. Well, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a couple different layers to this that gets a little confusing and complicated, only because you have to remember it's not just uh, AMC in a vacuum. They also have a big, uh, you know, high-pitched bully in the Mouse House, Mickey Mouse. Disney as a company loves to bully movie theaters into playing. Like, if you want to play the newest Avengers movie, yeah. you have to sign a contract saying, hey, we're going to play this for, like, nine weeks. So for me, the question is this, right? Uh, video game movies have started to have a little bit more success in Hollywood, but yeah. they're still definitely looked at as being kind of risky. And I'm not really sure if this is good for them or bad for them. Because on one hand, I think you're at the point now where unless you are a Marvel movie or a Fast and Furious movie where you're bringing a billion dollars, it's not worth putting in the movie theaters. So do they not make the video game movies? Or now that you could potentially pull in more profit from the videos on demand, do you think that some uh, video game movies might get greenlit a bit faster i think like the, less risk the old saying goes the only thing worse than a uh movie video game tie-in is a tie-in video game to a movie so like i think it's gonna be a bad like the the mediums just don't translate either way right well not into movies but okay well what about this then since we might be looking at more stuff on demand could they start going more the uh the route of like the witcher which obviously did really well yeah, these Netflix. longer form story mm -hmm. you know or, or stories being told instead of trying to cram it into two hours making you know longer series of them and just put them available on streaming services yeah I would, actually i would love to see that actually happen which um, i mean more of it is coming remember the the last of us 2 is being adapted by yep. hbo into a series maybe that's the future of video game movies or, or video game media i and i think they're gonna also they're going to learn very quickly how many other things are available as soon as you do streaming right like we saw the, the proliferation of TV get really big, right? Like the, the golden age of TV kind of came around, right? When Netflix and Hulu and all these services mm, started fair, going. That's fair, because more competition. If there's more of them more frequently, maybe uh, the, the... So video game... In, in fact, video game movies might have been on the way out anyway as we start looking to the fact that these longer uh, series work a lot better for that medium. Yes. We asked on social media what games you thought should be given the title Hall of Famer. We have your answers and which titles we think are worthy when Checkpoint XP returns. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Starting the Overwatch League competition has officially resumed. However, there will be no more homestands this season with all matches being played online. League play has also been suspended with a regional tournament instead being held in May. The spring split of the League of Legends LCS has drawn to a close. Cloud9 were the big winners, and this is where we should be wondering whether they'll perform well at the midseason Invitational. Unfortunately, we're not going to find out, as that event has now been canceled as well. The summer split is still on track to begin June 20th. NASCAR has taken to esports for the time being. They're running the iRacing Pro Invitational Series each weekend, where pro drivers compete in sim races. Normally, we'd be gearing up for ESL1 Rio, a major Counter-Strike tournament that runs in May. 
Due to COVID-19, it's been pushed back to the fall this year. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has also been moved back to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. That's over at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my god. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the only guy in the room unable to program a PlayStation 4 controller to a PC, me, James Campbell. Let's just be honest, James. You are afraid to take me on in the 1v1, so you're coming up with excuses. No fear. No fear here from me, especially mm. going up against you in a video game. <laughs> no fear whatsoever. <laughs> Our social media producer, Chad, has been posting daily questions on our social media, Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, and on Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. We pulled some of those questions and your responses to them. That's right. So the first question we're going to take a look here is, name a game that you think belongs in the Video Game Hall of Fame. Before we get to these answers, I want to know what yours was. So I'm going to start with you. No, I'm going to start with Weird because he's going to say something dumb, and I need you to make it better, James. Oh, man. So, I don't Weird know to live up to those expectations. What are you going to throw into the Video Game Hall of Fame? Uh, I think it's a more recent contender. It's maybe not my favorite game in the series, but I think for what it did to push things forward, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild should go in just for being a, oh. uh, a master. My gosh! It, it's it's like the it's I don't know it's a big game. Look, a lot of it's people... not a bad game, but nothing that it does is new. It is a boring game. That James. Wow! I wish I could back you up, weird, but I've never played it. All right. So. <laughs> uh, are we talking like Hall of Fame because it's so great? Hall of Fame because it's epically bad? Is there guidelines? <laughs> for this I, I would Hall of say fame? for this Hall of Fame. Something that either changed the way we view gaming or something that was just an amazing game. And you can't pick anything like Pong or Pac-Man. Do a real game. <laughs> no Pong, no Pac-Man. What about, um, I would say, I think Halo. Because to me, Halo was one of the games that brought me right back into gaming. Like the first-person shooter, outer space, you're shooting aliens, you get to meet the Master Chief for the first it, time. It also did so much for those early sort of land days. Let's take a look at what some of our uh, social media guys said over here. Fred says, definitely The Last of Us, middle age dork approve. I'd put The Last of Us in there as far as like storytelling goes. I think that The Last of Us is one of the one of the first and most recent sort of examples of 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 making like an Oscar bait. I, I know that, yes, sound, that, it that is, sounds though. bad, right? But but it's one of the first ones where I think you can show that to people who normally look down on games and they suddenly get that it has an artistic worth. I think also any game that gets a movie or TV show made after it goes at least into consideration for the okay, Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. Uh, Brandon says Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Everybody loves Skyrim so much. I- I'm like, we make the same joke all the time, but if it hasn't been ported to like the, the fridges with touchpads yet, yeah, it'll have been ported to every single thing that can play it. There's no reason it it's, shouldn't it, go. Yeah, it's, it's one of the most commonly, I think, accepted games. Like, like, the mainstream penetration is so deep, you can't not put it there. Alright, Norris of Checkpoint XP on campus says, Dynasty Warriors 2 and 3, and yes, I'm serious. Have and you ever what, played a Dynasty no, Warriors? No, I was ask, what's Dynasty Warriors all about? So it's basically a hack and slash game. It takes place in, like, uh, Chinese mythology slash history. So it sounds like a Japanese, like, yeah, you samurai basically, battle. Yeah, you, you, you go around as, like, you know, Lobo or, you know, the, the, these different figures from... I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know if it's history or mythology, but, the, but these famous figures 
from from Chinese, you know, past, and basically just clash these giant wars, and it's just you as this hero just, like, cleaving through, like, just baseball and football fields worth of, like, peons and, like, little minions and soldiers, and that's all it is. It's just, it's just hack and slashing at stuff. Okay. It does not deserve to be in there. It's trash. Wow. Uh, Burrito Todd says God of War for the PS4, the most recent one. Well, Burrito Todd saying it, I, I, at Hall of Fame right there. It was great. Did you and like? <laughs> I know, I've never played it. I'm just going I by. Can tell. I love ah. his name, Burrito Todd. <laughs> it was it was a good reinvention of the game. The original ones didn't have a whole lot of substance to them. It was basically just you know big buff guy with his chain axes or whatever they were killing the gods and it's just one big fight after another they took a really sort of deep narrative approach kept all the stuff that made the original one so great but reinvented it for the modern era it was a great great take on it and uh, brought a lot of people back into the series who had fell off including myself you're listening to checkpoint xp your home for esports and video games we love hanging out on some of these awesome stations that host us each week we love you to everybody over at the fan sports radio 910 in richmond virginia ESPN Pittsburgh 970 WBGGAM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and 97.1 The Fan in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you so much for being a part of the Checkpoint XP family. So next here on our list is, uh, uh, well, this should be one that Weirdbeard has a lot of answers for. Name a game that you're bad at, but you play it anyway. That's me on pretty much every single game I play other than Realm Royale. You think you're good at Realm Royale? I know I'm good at Realm Royale. (laughs) No, there's a challenge, Robbie. You want to face me in Realm Royale? I'll face you with a controller, and you can go mouse and keyboard. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem, though. You've played so much of that, I would at least have to uh, to put some practice around. That's true. It would be, I would have a huge advantage. Yeah. Weirdbeard, what about you? Uh, Overwatch, probably. Like, I I enjoy you played playing. it once with me. Once with you, but I'm, I played you it on still my play? own. Yeah. You still play? Yeah. Why don't upset. you, why don't you let me know him. You Here, Here's exactly why. Cheating on Robbie. No, because I'm embarrassed. Robbie is so good. Robbie is a great Overwatch player. He I'm has such an in, he has such an in depth knowledge of the game. Well, he it, should. It, yeah, exactly. So he knows like, I the back ha- of his hand. He talks about it for better. a living. You, that's like going up to a professional artist and being like, "Teach me how to draw a circle." <laughs> like it does, <laughs> it doesn't work out. So I just I suck on my own time and I just stay away from everybody else. I just play and suck. Where nobody can see me. You let me know the next time you're playing. We're playing together. I'm gonna teach you some stuff. Oh, Robbie, you know what's the game that you uh, that you're bad at, but you still, uh, you still play? I don't play games. I'm bad at guys. Oh, I only play games I'm good at. Mr. Uh, expert, Mr. Yeah, Perfect that's expert, right. Robbie that's over right. there. I actually, no, uh, I don't play it as much anymore. But if I had to pick one, probably Players Unknown Battlegrounds. Oh, I yeah. was really bad at it, but I still, I don't know. There's just something about that game that that it's I always that just rush. Really it's that rush you get yeah. when you get a kill. It's yeah. like you uh-huh. really kill the man. Chicken yep. dinner. Yeah. Uh, Perpetual Player says, Super Smash Brothers. I love fighting games, but I'm a total scrub. Uh, to be fair, when I'm playing, I only see it as a party game. That's actually another really good one. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy playing Smash Brothers. I know that I'm not competitive in any way, shape, or form, but it's still just a lot of fun to be able to play that. I like Smash is one of those games that I like to... You can be very good in your group of friends, you know what I mean? But not actually be pretty good. Correct. <laughs> I'm really bad at it, whether I'm playing against a group of friends or other strangers. I'm, I'm bad all around. I feel like I'm just uh, I'm just a punching bag. All right, well, here's one that should make all of us feel better. Enyo says, City Skylines. I have so many good ideas, but every city always becomes a hot mess. I feel like if it's a sim game you're being bad at... I- I just don't know what to tell it's you. It's like man. City Skylines, like some city. Yeah, you're building a city. You're just you're just okay. making a city. That's, that's it. That sounds like fun. Yeah. But how can he be bad at it? Uh, oh, see that. But that's every game from the outside. You go like, oh, how could it be that complicated? And then you next choose thing where you, know, you want to put the hospital. You choose where you want to put the library. Let it go. <laughs> so, Katie, 
Robbie's girlfriend, my girlfriend. Oh, your lady's uh, chiming in, huh? Answered here, and she just says, life. I actually know. You know what? I know when she answered this question. This was one day when I had asked her to get the laundry out of the washing machine. And she had went in there. She had taken out the first few. The lid of the machine came down and smacked her on the head. Is this before or after she ate a hamburger in your bed? (laughs) This was before. Okay. She went back in to try again, and then it came down again and whacked her on her her elbow. So now she refuses to do the laundry because the washing machine beat her up. I hope you just put all that on blast for no reason, and she really just meant, like, the game of life. Like, the digital version of life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thanks for ratting her out like that. (laughs) It could be. All right. Last one here. Uh, Chuck Bean, actually, from Nerd Radio, who uh, used this studio. Yeah, my well, good before, friend. And before the COVID stuff. Uh, says Tetris 99. Tetris is, dude, you you think Tetris is just putting blocks in no, rows, so much right? more when it's competitive. Way more. And especially Tetris 99 is a battle royale where you're playing against 99 other people who are trying to play Tetris as Dropping well. Dropping all that garbage on them. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Checkpoint XP. Thank you so much for listening to us on your radio station. Make sure you head over to CheckpointXP.com and check out Checkpoint XP on campus to get the latest info on what is going on in the world of collegiate esports. Last week, they talked to Adam Antor from Aquinas University about their Fortnite tournament that even you could join. More details at CheckpointXP.com. New episodes every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to give a big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and producer Callie for the help in putting this episode together. Don't forget to follow us on social media at CheckpointXP on Twitter and Facebook. We'll talk to you again next week. Stay healthy, stay safe, and don't let the coronavirus get you down. Hey, it's Weird Beard from Checkpoint XP reminding you to make it blue. Help say thank you to our heroes on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Whether you're streaming, drawing, singing, cooking, or anything else, showcase your talents and hashtag light it blue. You can find more information at our website, CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP.